going to leave you disappointed. Whatever you came today expecting, go on ahead of time and receive it right now in Jesus' name. Ah, come on. The measure of your praise is the measure of your expectancy. Because God is faithful and he's good. And how often is he good? All the time. Amen. I stand before you today as God's humble servant to bring, amen, the presentation of his word to the hearts of the hearer. In Jesus' mighty name. Open up your Bibles to the book of 1 Kings this morning. Amen. I'm not going to be before you long, but I'm going to be before you long enough. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 13, I'm reading to you from a familiar text. This story has been said so many times that Many of you all sitting in the building and watching us on Facebook can preach this sermon yourself. But I just come by just to lay a little icing on the cake of that which you already know. And so as we began to read this, I want to take you into, amen, the 3D theater. One of the things that I've learned, and it helps me in ministry, amen, even when I was growing up through the ranks, is that I tried to place my mind into the environment of what I'm reading. I actually tried to imagine myself being in that position, amen, and in that particular environment so that I'll be able to be sensitive to what God is trying to speak to me through his word. Uh, you can't read the Bible like you read a book. You've got to read it with the intent of God speak to my heart and fill me with your love. And every time you can open up that maybe that same story, you'll get a different revelation out of it because God is alive. God's not dead. He said, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. He didn't say I was. And so we need to realize that every time you open up the word of God, God has a new word of revelation and truth for each and every one whose heart is open. And so as we look at 1 Kings today, chapter 17, let us read verse 13. And the Bible says, and Elisha said unto her, fear not, God Amen. Go and do as thou hast said. Go and do what you have already pre-programmed. But sometimes when God is trying to bring a miracle in your life, he will disrupt the normal. And see, sometimes we can get so used to the normal that when God is trying to bring a new expression, a new idea, uh, experience of a new breakthrough, we sometimes miss it because we're stuck in certain patterns. And so he's telling her, go and fetch me some water. She said, that was okay. But now, God, you're trying to tell me to give you something that, 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 that is hard to release. But listen to the story. The Bible says, but make me thereof a little cake First, God is checking out priorities today. What is your priority? What is the first in your life? Amen. Sometimes we try to act like God is first, but looking at your behavior, looking at the pattern of your walk, looking at your conversation, looking at your pocketbook, it doesn't really reveal the priority is God. And so God is dealing, as I share, is that where is your priorities? Is your priorities your comfort? If your priorities your comfort, you're going to miss God. If your priority is you first, you'll always miss the intent of God's power. Your blessings, let me say, it might mess some of you up. 
but, but your blessing is not for you. Your blessing is supposed to be used for the kingdom of our God. And whatever's left, which is your overflow, God said you can liberally do like you want. When is the last time God told you, give a car away? What? When the last time God told you to sow a thousand dollars? What? See, these unimaginable things that require you into a sacrifice. Let me say it again. Sacrifice, our hearts are not open so we can't hear God. Let me get to this down. We are dealing with this woman with this first. See, we'll make sacrifice for ourselves. We'll go into debt for ourselves. We'll, we'll climb the highest mountain for ourselves. But when it comes to God, what are you willing to sacrifice? Sometimes we can't obey God in the flesh realm because our flesh is our priority. And God says, I want you to modify the deeds of your flesh. But when flesh says, or makes its demand, you submit. Where is your priority? So he says to her, but make up me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make, after, somebody holler out after. I can't hear you, after. I still can't hear some of you after. After you finish God's priority, I wish I could talk to somebody. After you finish what God desires of you, you opens up the floodgates. I want to stop here for a second and say to each and every one of us, we can't do it out of requirement. We got to do it out of love. See, because anything you don't do out of love, it don't send you a return. You become a slave rather than a servant. The Bible says that a man said to, to, to Jesus, I know that thou art an austere man, a mean man. Uh, I wish I could talk to somebody. So he moved out of obedience, but it wasn't out of love. So therefore, what he received, he didn't get no increase. Can I talk to somebody? Look at what he says. So he says to her, make me a cake first and bring it to me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. Now I gave some instructions to, amen, our audio crew and visual crew. You might not see it, but I want you to bring that picture up. And I thought I had a picture up here for you all to see, but you have to see it in the background. But I want you to see this woman, along with her child, there's a dead carcass laying in the desert. The trees are bare. I want you to look at it, and I want you to concentrate so much on it that if you were to close your eyes, you can see it. And this woman is now being asked to do something that her five senses can't connect to. See, we talk faith a great deal, but we only talk it out of our idea of our comfort. We, we, we got to realize that it's in the difficulties, it's in the problems that we don't want to hear about what you say about faith. We've got to see what's going on during that time of struggle. This woman is laying and standing in a field that is dry that will not yield her no substance. She's seen death all around her for almost a complete year before the prophet shows up. She's living from hand to mouth, amen, trusting in the providence of God, barely making it, struggling. Not only in the fact that she's got to try to feed herself, but she's got the responsibility of a child on her hip. I wish I could talk to somebody. And as you look at this photo, 
you'll find that your place in life is nowhere near what this woman is experiencing. But yet we do not find her complaining. She's still going forward, trusting in the providence of God. How do you maintain trusting in an invisible God that is not visible when, amen, the fallen world is powerful? How do you do it? How do you do this walk of faith without seeing any tangible evidence of the word that you've spoken? How do you do it? She's, amen, standing with dust on her feet. She's standing there with limited resources, yet seeing, amen, death all around her, food, the faces of a horse, amen, the meat on his face being sold by thousands of dollars. We know and you know that there's not much meat on the face of a horse, but yet they have resulted into cannibalism. The drought was terrible. It was fierce, and it had no respect of person. And now all of a sudden a prophet shows up. I wish I could talk to somebody. All of a sudden a prophet shows up. Amen. And tells her, feed me first. I meditated on this story. I began to not magnify the fact that this woman's meal barrel never ceased. I began to see it in another light. I magnified the level of her faith. Because to be in that kind of destruction, and yet you have the ability to trust the spoken word. And that is my thought on today. Trusting the spoken word. Elijah Amen. Prior to his showing up, amen, this phantom had lasted a, a, a whole year. And yet this woman is barely making it. And now he shows up. Tell your neighbor, God will show up. Ah, come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've been there. I, I know he'll show up. Sometimes it's not the 1159, it's, it's 12.01. But even when he looked like he's late, he still has a way, amen, of healing the broke, healing the discouraged, amen, making a difference, even though I wish I could talk to somebody here today. And so we see here, amen, that Elijah is talking to this young lady. And he's saying here that I want you to make God first. Amen. As we read, it says, go, amen, and make my cake first. Somebody say he got to be first. Mm -hmm. But I want to do something here. I want to digress just for a second with another scripture. And I want to go to John 21, amen, before I make my statement. In John 21, verse 25, the Bible says, and there are also many other things that Jesus did the which, if they should have been written, everyone, I suppose that even the world could not contain, amen, the books that should be written. Amen. What are you saying, preacher? I want you to understand that Elisha didn't just show up and say to her, give me a cake. My Bible says faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I believe that Elijah spent time telling his testimony. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't ever be ashamed of telling your testimony. Uh, you ought to magnify your testimony because somebody needs a testimony because they are going through a test. And because you're not just faking it, but you lived it, guess what? You got something to talk about. Oh, I wish you could hit that note right there. Go ahead and say it. Listen here. I want you to understand that everything that Elijah and this young lady had as a conversation wasn't written. Just the main points were given. But I believe he sat there and spoke to her a while. Woman, what I'm about to ask you to do is far beyond your comprehension. 
But before you can release faith, you got to hear some stories about faith. I was by the brook, and the water began to dry up. I didn't know how God was going to do it. I want you to know, amen, but prior to that, amen, the ravens fed me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's been some slim times in my life when I thought I couldn't make it, but God showed up and he made a way for me. And that's why I'm celebrating him today because if he had not been on my side, I don't know. So he sits there and he shares with her about a God that can keep you. Uh, when your resources run out, God will show up somewhere. God will touch somebody. Amen. He'll change the nature and the behavior of an individual. God takes a raven who, who is known to devour everything he has. But yet when God touch you, look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I used to be stingy. But when God touched me, I'm liberal because I always get a return. I always get a flashback. I, I can give without worry because the one that supply is Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. Having this conversation says to her, as I saw the water going down, I began to talk to God about it. The food was still coming, but I needed some water. And you know what? As I saw the brook drying up, I began to say to myself, Lord, how are you going to work this thing out? Uh, has anybody ever said that? Lord, how are you going to work this thing out? But I want you to see something that this book of Revelation said. It said, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and what? The words and the what? The words of their testimony. They overcame. He comes in the presence of a woman who was struggling with her life. And he comes now to share a miracle story. He comes and he shares about a God that will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But when she looks around, she doesn't see what he said in her five senses. And so the man of God continues to, to share. But let me finish this revelation. It says here, and they love not their lives unto the death. What are you talking about, preacher? Some of you are praying for miracles, but you're not willing to go the last mile. Mir <clears throat> miracles don't show up just to be showing up. Sometimes miracles won't show up until you have exhausted yourself. It is when your flesh dies. It is when you can't do no more. It is when you're fed up. It's when you don't have enough strength that God says, now it's time. But see, the danger in that moment is that you might harden your heart. And God says, harden not your heart in the day like they did in the day of provocation. Right there at the point of break up. God want to break through. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, God don't want you to break down. He wants you to break through. Give him a praise right there. If you got and so Elijah is talking to this woman and he speaks the spoken word. Thus saith the Lord, give me a cake first. After he primed the pump with the word of God, this woman, amen, received the word, but she had a listening heart. <laughs> See, sometimes we hear God in our head, 
but it hasn't gotten down in our hearts. That's why we still struggle with things. Because, see, God is trying to get into the heart because your head changes its opinion. Your head goes up and down. But if God could get that heart, I wish I could tell somebody if you just let them in. I know you don't know everything God is doing, but if you could just let them in. See, because once you let him in, he can show you some things. He can be the impossible in your life and make everything possible for you. But you've got to let him in. Tell you that, let him in. Let them pass that trial. Let them pass that hardness. Let them pass that situation you were in. Stop bringing up the past to lock up your heart. Oh, I wish I could tell you. Oh, you can hit that note right there. Stay right there. But anyway, you got to unlock your heart. Come on, tell three people around you got to unlock your heart if you want to see a miracle. Why do you have to, why do you have to unlock your heart? You have to unlock your heart because of the fact that everything God does is synchronized. Come on, tell you, tell your neighbor, neighbor, everything God does is synchronized. What do you mean, preacher, everything God does is synchronized? Everything is synchronized to the agreement of God's plan. God already told all of us, I've got a plan for you. A plan that's going to bring you to an expected end. So that means he's already got everything lined up. The only thing that could go wrong is that you'd be disobedient to what his plan is. And that happens when you don't understand. Oh, God. See, a lot of times we're trying to understand every move of God. But you can't. Ah, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, no, I can't. I can't. I just can't. He holds some secrets. He holds some things from you. Because he always wants us in a state of believing the spoken word. How about you today? Do you trust in the spoken word of God? Or you are like Philip and say, I got to see it first. Look at this one, Thomas, I mean. Look at this now. In Romans 8 and 28, I'm reading it from the Message Bible. And it says, that's why we can be so sure that every detail, come on, tell your neighbor the ups, the downs, and going through. Come on, every detail. Come on, look at the, look, look, look. Your heart was broken, but it was in the details. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it was in the details. You might have made the wrong decision, but God will work that thing out. You'll go through some things, and guess what? When you repent and get back in line with God, he'll make the bad turn out to be good. I wish I could talk to somebody. Ah, look at your neighbor. Holler at me, neighbor. Holler at me. It's going to be all right. Come on, tell them. Holler at me. Holler. It's going to be all right. Look at this. Look at this. It says here, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into what? Something good. Something good is going to happen to me this very day, this very hour, something good. I wish I had some people to participate right now. Something good is going to happen to me. Just keep repeating that. Something good is going to happen to me. Come on. Something good is going to happen to me. Come on, one more time. Something good is going to happen to me this very hour, this very day. Something good. See, see, we're so good at talking about problems, but how often do we sing something good? Huh? So we see here that God has a divine purpose and plan. Look at what he says here. He said, amen, in Ecclesiastes, I'm reading it again from the Message Bible. And he says, true, God makes every, can, can, can I mess somebody up right now? You keep talking about how hurt you are. And the enemy will keep you locked in that hurt. Because he doesn't want you to read this scripture. That everything 
Oh, you ought to point at somebody right now and say, did you hear the preachers preach that word right there? Can you trust the word of God? Oh, come on, somebody. Ask them, can you trust that word of God that everything? So that means I got to release the pain of the hurt because there's some good in the pain. Say, you got to go get a shot. When you go get a blood test from a, from a physical. She said, Pastor, this going to hurt a little bit. <laughs> and I stood there. She said, ball up your fist so you can make up a vein. Years ago, I didn't have to ball up my fist. Veins were popping everywhere. Now we got to get an investigator. Can you find it yet? Can you find it yet? <laughs> so I began to ball my fist up and she began to hit my arm. We finally found one. But there was a slight pain to get the information. Sometimes you got to go through a little experience of pain to see another side of God. I know you don't like that, but it's true anyhow. I'll get to that after a while. But look at what he says here. See, see, if you, if you stop making the pain the priority and start making the word the priority, you can release some stuff. And love like you've never been hurt. Smile like you never had a frown. If you can only let, come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you can only let go, God will do the rest. He'll see that your faith will pay off because you are synchronized. Look what he says. Look what he says now. He said, listen, listen. He said, listen, God makes everything beautiful in itself and in its time. But he left us where? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't stop praying for God to help me understand. Because he don't have to. I done checked out his resume. And everybody that believes in him, he always brings them out. I, I looked at the situation of the Hebrew boys. They didn't understand what God was doing. But they said, King, no matter what you do, we're going to just trust God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, just trust God. Trust the spoken word and believe what he said and watch the fruits of your labor. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen to what he says here. He said, amen. He said, listen. He said, he'll leave us in the dark so we can never know what God is up to. Now, how many of y'all don't like that? Now, y'all just trying to act like you're all that, but uh, that's all right. I'm going to tell you the truth. Sometimes I don't like that. See, because, I, you know, my flesh will get frustrated. My flesh will get aggravated. My flesh said, listen, you don't need to put up with that. See, that's why I, I, I got to just say, God, I trust your spoken word. See, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you don't understand God, just trust his spoken word. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. If you trust me, I'll make a way for you. I'll heal you when you get sick. I'll be your lawyer in the courtroom when you're right. Come on, I wish I could talk to somebody. I don't have to understand how you're going to work that thing out, but he will work it out. Your neighbor, neighbor, let's celebrate right now. It's already done in your life. Your miracle is already done. Everything you asked him is already in the plan. Come on, give him a great hallelujah. He said, God is leaving me in the dark. He won't tell me what's going on, whether or not he's coming or going. So I had to make a decision. Come on, look at your neighbor. neighbor. God, can the spoken word talk to you this morning? Can you trust it? Verse 12 says, what? He said, listen here. He said, amen. I know y'all was with me right there, so let me go on. I had to make a decision. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. When you wake up in the morning, 
You just got to make a decision. Ain't nothing going to block my joy today. Ain't nothing going to block my peace today. I work hard to get this peace. I'm not just going to give it up for anything. I got to praise in my soul. I'm going to praise him all day long. I'm not going to let nothing come on hollered out. Nothing stop me from blessing his name. Oh God. You might have to get up on that organ because I just feel like praising God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I made a decision. When I can't feel him, when I can't see him, when I don't understand him, I'm just going to give him a free praise anyhow. Somebody give him a free praise right there. You're worthy of my praise. Morning, noon, day, and night. I got to lift up my hands. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, let her keep on playing. Because I feel a shout in my heart right now. I think God is up to something. I don't know what he's going to do. But I know he's going to do something. I wish I could get a praise in the building. I believe they sing a song, God is up to something. Come on, just tell three people God is up to something. Ah, oh, Come on, sing a little bit of it. You got me right there. I'll get back to the spoken word. God is up to something. Uh, yes, he is. God is up to something, y'all. God is up to something, y'all. God is up to something. So get ready. Get ready for your miracle. I say, God is up to something. God is up to something. God is up to something, y'all. God is up to something. 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 Come on and tell us about it. Get ready. Get ready for your miracle. Listen, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard all of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing that God has in store. So get ready, get ready, get ready for your miracle. Are you ready yet? What you been praying for? What you believe in God for? It's on the way. I said it's on the way. It's on the way. Oh, it's on the way. It's on the way. I say a miracle. It's on the way. Whatever you've been praying for. It's on the way. Oh, in God's time. It's on the way. He'll make all things beautiful. It's on the way. Your miracle. Give God praise. For you be seated, tell your name it's on the way. It's on the way. <laughs> oh, get ready. That was just a that was just a hallelujah break. Wake some of y'all up. Get your focus. But the writer said, I made a decision. Huh? There's nothing better than do what? Than to go ahead and do what? Have a good time. See, that's what we just did. Whatever was on your heart that was burdening you, you also on Facebook that's watching. For that brief moment when we began to celebrate in song, it took away the pain. It took away the heaven. And God says, I want you to walk continually in that motion of giving me glory and praise when you don't understand. Look what he says now. 
He said, amen, go on and have a good time. Go ahead on. And get the most we can get out of life. Well, you live in a fallen world, but get the most out of it you can. Verse 13, and then it says, that's it. Eat, drink, and make the most of your job. Why? It's God's gift. To be able to praise God when you hear so much devastation and trouble, that's a gift from God. This woman, amen, is standing in the crossroads of her life. She's in a dilemma where she's standing in dust, dead carcasses all around. And not only that, the stench of death is in her nostrils. She's don't know what to do. But yet, God sent her. God sends a prophet at the right time. <laughs> come on, come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, can you trust the spoken word? You're not here today by accident. God wanted you to open your heart so that he could speak this word into a heart that would receive it. Because the miracles are tied to the word. Listen to this. She's standing there in dust and no resources available other than that which she sees diminishing. But God's timing is so awesome. Preacher, God's timing is so awesome. Yes, it is. And you know what I noticed about God? He really comes right at the point you're about to give up. Yes, sir. I wish I had some people that could witness to the truth. Every time I felt like giving up, God would always show me some sign. Yes, sir. Mm -mm. Has that happened to you? And this woman is at the point that she says, I'm going to make this last cake. And I'm just going to die. Well. But tell your neighbor, don't die right now. Come on, tell somebody around you, don't die right now. God got too much in store for you to be throwing it away. Come on, you can't leave now. You should have left before you heard this word. But God now spoke a word of life, and you ought to receive it because he's up to something. Tell your neighbor, he's up to something. I can't define it. I can't prove it, but he spoke it. Let me hurry up and get finished. So he says to her, Amen. Give it to me first. Now look at verse 17. I mean, 7. It says, And it came to pass. Oh, yes, sir. That the brook dried up because there was no rain. Now, what do you mean, preacher? I don't know just how God does things. But when God allows your provisions to dry up in your life, it's because he's ready to move you in a whole nother dimension and give you some new directions. I wish I could talk to somebody. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't get carnal on me. Just because things get rough don't mean you pack up and leave every time it get rough. You know how that carnal mind will get, oh, my season's up. You ain't even been in a season yet. Look at verse 13. And Elijah says unto her, what? Fear makes you move prematurely. Fear makes you frustrated. Fear makes you disobedient to the word of God. Because most of the time you think your plan is better than God's. And so you plan your plan and it delays God's plan because God now have to wait till you stop being you. Look at your neighbor and say, he, he, I hope he ain't talking much, but if he is, all things work together for the good. Your plan, I, I, I feel, I hear it in the Holy Ghost. 
Your plan is stopping God from doing what he's got to do. Because you and your human understanding block what the spoken word says because you know better than God. I'm going to take this cake. And I'm going to eat this cake. I don't care what you say, preacher. I'm going to eat this cake and then I'm going to die. No! I like somebody to say no. No. You ain't said it powerful enough. Don't do it! Trust God's spoken word. Come on, give God a good hand clap right there. Trust God's spoken word. Give me five more minutes according to my clock. Look at this now. And it says, make my cake first. Now look at this now. You, you got to really catch this. Those who would embrace the promises of God. Now listen to me carefully now. Those who would embrace the promises of God have no difficulty in exposing and emptying themselves into the service of God by giving him his First. Somebody holler out first. Now I want you to look at this photo again. I want you to look at this photo now. I want you to burn it into your mind. Come on, I want you to burn it in. She's in a drought. There's dead carcasses all around her. Her resources is drying up. She has no other hope but to die. And now God sends a word of increase. He sends a prophet. Now, as I said earlier, we know the story, but I'm magnifying another dimension of the story. I'm magnifying her faith. To know that love is all gone, but you still say, God, I trust you. All of your expectations have been smacked. But you said, God, I'm going to trust you anyhow. I'm going to walk. Listen to that now. I'm going to walk according to what your spoken word has released without me deciphering it in my human understanding. Oh, anybody catch that? Anybody, did anybody catch that? I'm just going to take the raw word. Look at your neighbor and say, just take the raw word. Don't commentary it. Don't try to figure it out. Just take him at his word. Huh? I want to ask the question. How much power does God's spoken word have over your life? How much? See, can I tell you something about the difference between compliance compliance and submission? Some of us walk with God with, through compliance. Which means what? I'll walk with him as long as I agree with him. Submission says, I don't have to understand it. You spoke it, and I'm going to be obedient to it. And it's that latter part that releases God's activities in the heavens. It's so confusing that Paul had to write about it. In Romans 10, verse 16, the Bible says, but they have not all did what? They have not what? Obeyed the gospel. Why? Because most of them were complying. They weren't submitted. How much power does the word of God have over you? Listen to this now. He said, they have not all obeyed. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report? Who? This word today has been delivered to all of us. And many of us will walk out claiming we are going to believe the spoken word. But when the test comes, when your feelings get involved, When signs of things from the past stick its head up, will you recoil back into your familiar? Or will you press through? As the word of God says, they love not their lives unto the death. And why? 
because they believed the promises of God and emptied themselves out. Good God. Hit that note right there. I believe that note will help me get, get a greater shot. Somebody say, oh yes. If you only can just trust him, it'll work out for your favor. Nah. I was going to go through the attribute names, but my time is running now. I'll send it to you in the email or you look at it on, on the church app. Amen. The breakdown of knowing the character of God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. If you know the character of God, then you can understand the kingdom of God. I'll get back to that in a minute. Look at this. Look at this. Amen. What does it say here? In verse 13, 1 Kings 17, verse 13. And Elijah said unto her, Pastor, why do you keep reading the same verse? Go on and ask me. I can't hear you. Because you might not have heard it the first time. I'm making sure you hear that whole verse. Fear not. Fear. But well, I ain't doing it because you did this before. See? Fear not. Can you hit that note just one more? Say, fear not. Come on, I want to use you all. Come on, I want to use you all to keep talking to people around you till I release you and go on and just tell them over and over again, fear not. Fear not. He who has spoken will perform that which he said. Fear not. Some of y'all ain't even... tells the woman, fear not again, make my cake first, and after make thyself and thy son a portion. Now, look at this. She, now I, you want to write this down as a note. You ready to write this down as a note? Write this down as a note. She maximized her obedience to receive a miracle or a miraculous return. She maximized her obedience to receive a miraculous return. Now, what are you saying, preacher? Your obedience will always match your return. Your obedience will always match your return. Little trickle, little obedience. But she maximized. Mm. she maximized the level of her faith to not be swayed by her observation. She was not swayed by her five senses. And she went and did what the prophet told her because she trusted in the spoken word. Now let me read one more scripture. I got one, maybe one more after this. But look what it says here in Matthew. Matthew says what? But seek ye first the kingdom of God. What was, what was first? What, what was first? If you don't understand the character of God, you can't seek the kingdom. See, you got to understand who God is in order to approach the kingdom. See, if you don't understand his character, fear will always stop you because you don't believe in God's... See, so... She had to believe in the character of God so that she could step into the dimension of the kingdom of God and receive the righteousness of the kingdom and the supply that comes along with it. You ought to give him a praise right there. Now look at this. I, I went to the, oh man, you know there's a side of me that want to holler, jump and run. But then there's another side of me that want to get this information to you. I hope you just run when you get home. But look at this. Matthew, and I want to read it from, I want to read it from the Message Bible. And I broke it down a little bit because I really wanted this to seep into your heart. It says, seep your life into what? God's reality. Whew. Tell your neighbor, it's time to get drenched in God's reality. 
there's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. Oh, God. If I had a bucket of water, I'd throw it all over me. Don't y'all go get none. Just to show you what I'm talking about. You got to get drenched into the, re give it to me. Go get that bottle of water. Come on, hurry up, hurry up. We, we on. Go this way, go this way. I'm right here, Don, right here. Right here, right here. Go get that, go get that water. Go get that water. Come on, move like you a track star. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, 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 open it up. Don't, don't give it to me. She done drunk some of so I can get the whole thing, but I hope that camera can get me. I want you to stand right here. Don't be afraid. You God. You act like God right now. Don't be acting like no chump. You God. Come on, I want you to throw that water. Don't, don't hit my be careful, don't iPad. Be careful, don't. Might get messed up. Y'all might want to go the opposite direction. Throw that water all over. Come on, throw it over. Throw it over. Throw it over. What happened? I don't have room for no dry period. I don't have time for no failure. Why? Because I'm drenched in the reality that God won't fail me if I go on and trust him. If I love him like he said love him, everything going to work. Hey! If I just let go and get drenched in his reality. Guess what happens? Anybody that get close to you will get some of the residue. Tell your neighbor, people got to experience your reality. Have a seat for a second. Ooh, that cooled me off. I just got drenched. What? That there's nothing too hard for my God to do. I'm drenched in the reality that all things going to work out together for my good. I don't have to understand it because I'm walking in his reality, not my own. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I done cast aside my ideas and my own reality. I'm going to get drenched today. I'm going to trust him in his spoken word right now. Come on, give him a praise right there. Look at what the other point is. God's initiative. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I didn't even start this thing. God saw me, decided to select me, so now I'm a part of his work. The Bible says he who had began a good work. Somebody holler at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's a good work. Let go. I don't want to open it. Say, let go and let God and get drenched again. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, get drenched again. Let God have his way. Wash away all your confusion. Wash away all your debate. Wash away all your fear. Get drenched in his reality and he'll work that thing. Tell your neighbor, he'll work that thing. Come on, tell somebody he'll work that thing. He'll work that thing. He'll work it out from the beginning. And make sure you get all of it. Make sure you come out a winner. Drench me, Lord. 
drench me over and over and over again. Some of y'all too pretty to get drink. Some of y'all afraid to get drink. Some of y'all don't want to get touched. Because you're looking too good in your flesh. But Lord, wash me. He said, Peter, if I don't wash you, you won't make it in. If I don't touch you, you won't have the vision. But Peter, Peter released and said, Lord, don't just wash my feet. Wash me through and through. Make me over again. Wash me. Somebody holler, wash me. there's no doubt left wash me that there's no fear left wash me that there's no more flesh wash me make sure you do it today that third point I'm not finished, but I'm going to stop right there. God's provision. What is that? He owns everything, and he wants to give you everything. Give God a good praise right there. Don't worry about missing out on nothing. If you obey God, tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't you worry about missing out on anything because you obeyed God. Because the more you obey him, the more you're going to see his mighty hand. Ah, come on, tell your neighbor, the preacher, he's getting ready to drench us. Those that will believe, God will, God will take care of you. You might have some difficulty going on in your life. I know you talk about prayer oil. But today he gonna drench you. I wish I had a faith church. I wish I had somebody believe. Today I'm gonna get drenched with God. Into his reality. Who's gonna be the first? Yes, Lord. 